0: And welcome to Hey Hi Who Are You, the podcast where we get to know regular people who do cool and creative things. Uh, So today on the show, we have Rian Batista, a graphic designer and creator from Toronto, uh, but originally from the Philippines. She has lots of really cool stories, so I'm really excited to have her on the show today. Hello, how are you? Good. How are you? Sorry, I pushed it back. No, that's okay. 15 minutes is nothing. Honestly, it was kind of perfect because I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race while I was doing my makeup and I kind of forgot what time it was. you <laughs> <laughs> watch Drag Race at all?
1: I watched a few episodes with my sister.
0: Actually, I think I watched
1: a whole season, but I just kind of like watch it when she's watching
0: yeah it's such an easy watching show like you don't have to really know what's going on to like
1: yeah yeah yeah. it's a good show too
0: it is I'm literally like for some reason all of my confidence has been coming from that show recently like they're just they like make everyone feel so good about themselves and I'm like yes I'm I'm also bad bitch you know (laughs) Uh, so with graphic design Mm -hmm. you kind of did you, when you started learning that, was it in university or did you start learning that yourself beforehand? Um, I started learning
1: it before university. I, well, like amateur-ish before university. Um, I, when I was really younger, I had like a fashion blog, like a personal style blog when the blogger or the blog, fashion blogs were like the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was about like 14 and I started that fashion blog, which thankfully is not online anymore. (laughs) Um, And I I, I really don't remember teaching myself how to use Photoshop. Like I think I was super young and I just I don't remember like the process. So I think that's where it all started, where I would like take pictures of like my outfits and then make layouts and stuff on Photoshop and that's like my introduction to graphic design but I actually I didn't really realize that I want to get into graphic design till like only like a year ago or two years ago oh wow yeah I've always said that I wanted to go into marketing like marketing I want to get into fashion marketing Um, I was actually working as a marketing assistant Back then when I was in school and then I I just realized that my favorite part of the job was like the design part. So, yeah. Yeah, that's how I got into it. I worked at Ryerson actually, the school that we both went to oh, yeah. um, as a marketing assistant at one of their like incubators called the fashion zone. And oh, because yeah, we were a, so
0: cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, because we were a small team, like I did social media or like parts of like event planning and like really got my hands to like basically like everything yeah um and yeah I was designing as well and I was making like social media graphics like layouts and stuff um but then I also noticed that in school my favorite like classes and um, projects were always design based I love layouts and stuff that's always fun um Layout designing, especially like making, designing books and like magazine editorials. I really love that stuff, but I also love brand design. That's one of my love languages.
0: (laughs) Like choosing the colors and the fonts and like designing a logo and stuff. Yeah, that's so exciting.
1: (laughs) I find it so fun. I, I love like translating like more abstract ideas into like a visual translation. So yeah.
0: Like, how does this color make you feel? Or like, does this like, like font make it this brand look playful or like whatever? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. When I see like my,
1: let's say creative process, it's always like, okay, I have to follow like this steps, like, like execution, like iteration, like planning like that. But it's also very intuitive, like design, I think. Actually art in general, like being creative. It's very intuitive.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure um yeah when you're saying like going through step by step I remember Sadie saying when you guys lived together in Australia she was like when you she first met you or first started getting to know you she was like my roommate is just so organized like (laughs) she was like she schedules every hour of her day (laughs) is that what you really do do you do that every day um basically
1: (laughs) I was worse when I was in school because there was just so much going on like different classes different projects um now I'm more chill I think
0: (laughs) good (laughs) I can try to write a to-do list but it doesn't do anything for me
1: (laughs) for me it's just I need to know like that I have a plan and it's okay if like we're not on schedule or like not like following the plan like strictly yeah at least there's, like, a foundation. I yeah, know I'm yeah. going to get stuff done. Yeah,
0: something to check back on and actually, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. fair enough. You grew up in the Philippines, but, like, I would literally never guess that because you just seemed so at home in Canada, which is really <laughs> cool because you only moved here, like, five years ago? Uh, like, uh, six years ago, yeah. Okay, wow.
1: And it's funny that you say that I'm so at home with Canada. I struggled, <laughs> like, moving, like, the oh. move. That move was the biggest um, life change I've ever experienced in my life. And it was really, really hard. I think it's like the most difficult experience I've experienced in my life. Yeah. Um, so growing up in the Philippines, I was born and raised in, I uh, know I was born in Manila, but then I moved to the southern part, which is called Davao. Okay. And I lived there till I was about 15. 16 and then we moved here so right um, in the middle of
0: high school they moved you here
1: mm-hmm. I moved oh I gosh. started high I started like second semester grade 11 so it was like really in the middle <laughs> that's
0: such a hard time to move too I feel like that's when you really need your friends like a lot in high school like you need your best friend to be like your support system because high school so hard <laughs>
1: um so yeah I moved here and then I had like a year and a half of high school and then I had or I went to university
0: right Mm -hmm. and your whole family moved here like like your parents and your siblings all moved here at the same time yeah yeah right because I feel like a lot of people when they move from a different country sometimes it's like oh my dad still lives over there or like yeah whatever which is nice that you guys all came over here was it because your parents got a new job here or did they just want to move to Canada it's because
1: my mom um remarried a guy who lived here.
0: Oh, he's Filipino,
1: okay. but he he lived he he's been living here for like more than 20 years now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Wait. So how did they meet? They met like did he They met
1: so my so my stepdad is Filipino and yeah. um he was visiting the Philippines. And it's so funny because they had like lots of mutual friends, but they never met when they were younger or before like what they met <laughs> yeah um so yeah that's how they met which is cute
0: that is cute and so they just like did he come and visit in the Philippines all the time and then they just like were like now we need to live together
1: I I don't really remember how it works uh, or how it like all happened it just sounds
0: very romantic like across the world
1: romance. <laughs> <laughs> I, they did do long distance for quite a bit um oh. but yeah
0: god long distance like to me long distance is like you know two or three hours away think about like <laughs> across the world like Sadie and Dom did I like I can't imagine doing that for longer than like two months
1: yeah <laughs> really hard yeah. I don't think I can do long distance too
0: no it's I feel hard like it just I don't know like you know the whole love languages thing like All like the five different language, love languages, whatever, like quality time and whatever. I feel like mine are so linked with like being together, like quality time and physical touch are like my like love languages. So, like, long distance is literally the opposite of (laughs) what I think I would just cry every day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My, I, my love languages, I remember them being like quality time and, uh, I think it's, like, services. There's a services one, right? Yeah, like, gestures or something.
0: Like, acts of service. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And physical touch was, like, zero. Really? (laughs) Oh,
0: (laughs) you don't like hugs or anything? I mean, I do. I do like hugs,
1: but I'm just naturally, I'm not, like, a very affectionate, like, physical person.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I am very much so. (laughs) (laughs) Off the bat, I'll, like, meet someone, and if they're okay with it, I'll be like, so, can we, like, hold hands now?
1: (laughs) I wish, sometimes I wish I was more like like that. I feel like people who like are, who have love languages, who's like physical touch, they're just more like warm and like, I don't know.
0: I guess, yeah, it totally, it's so interesting. Cause like, I feel like, you know how like, there's also, um what are they called? Like the astrological signs and stuff. I feel like love languages kind of fit in with those also. <laughs> like it's sort of all intertwines with all the different personality types that people have made up, which yeah, like I feel like since I'm a Leo, I think like physical touch definitely fits in with the whole Leo aspect of things.
1: I don't since know. I'm a Capricorn, we don't
0: touch anyone. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, get away from me. <laughs> get away from me. <laughs> okay, Wait, back to, so when you moved here, but you didn't become a Canadian citizen until like last year or something, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you have, I forgot like the minimum years requirement that you have to be living here. So yeah. when I moved here, I was a permanent resident because my stepdad was already here, and it was like right. a whole sponsorship thing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and then I think there's like a requirement for how many years. So 20 when did I become a citizen? 2019, I think, um, was like the year that we were like able to like apply and stuff. Wow. Or actually, we applied a year before we got the citizenship. Right. Yeah. So
0: what's that process like? You have to do a bunch of testing and stuff or like, is it weird and hard? I don't know.
1: Um, it, so you file like a bunch of paperwork and then you have to do this like citizenship test where you answer questions about like Canada and Canada's history. Um, Which is so funny because was... I
0: bet a lot of Canadians don't even know that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it was super like a super easy test um like it's like what's the, our national sport or like right okay well, but there were also hard ones like history historical ones um they gave us like a booklet to study like the history i think um it's also a way for people to test or the government to test like If you know how to speak English or French. Right.
0: If you can actually understand the booklet that they gave you, like, like, are you able to kind of survive in Canada? But like, are you able to read and understand information? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, congrats on being a citizen. That's so fun. (laughs) Thank
1: you. (laughs) I can't believe it. But now it's like when even if it's like almost like nine degrees or 10 degrees, sometimes I feel like hot. Which is crazy. You're
0: officially Canadian. That I could, know. That should be on the citizenship test. Are you hot or cold right now? And you're like, I'm, a little, <laughs> I'm actually a little bit hot. And they're like, welcome. <laughs> Perfect.
1: There's just like a winter sim- stimulator or like a weather stimulator where they put like nine. And if you're cold, you're out. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> is, is, Summer your favorite season? I feel like you're such a summer like person. Or no.
0: I am a summer baby like I was born in the summer so I do love summer because I love my birthday. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like a birthday hoe as I would I would sp- I would self identify as a birthday hoe. I like will tell everyone and anyone it's my birthday. <laughs> I'll be like, I love oh, it's my birthday. <laughs> so, yes, I do love the summer, but I also really 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 love the springtime. Like spring mm-hmm. is the best so mm-hmm. yeah, spring and summer for sure <laughs> yeah same yeah
1: I'm such a summer person well like because I lived in a to- tropical country so like I feel at home when it's hot
0: true yeah, yeah. oh my god how like the first Canadian winter you must have been like the heck is this <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it was though I
0: remember it
1: being like the worst winter like not yet but like I remember people being like, this winter like, is especially bad. Like, it was so... I
0: think that might have been the year of the ice storm, was it?
1: hmm it yeah, was. I yeah. remember
0: that. That was a really bad winter. So that was your first winter.
1: <laughs> being welcomed in this country. The bang. Yeah. It
0: was like testing you. It was like, can you survive here? <laughs> it's like, this is the ultimate test. Oh, well, I guess we skipped right over so you went to Australia for exchange but because you were going to Ryerson for fashion Fashion communication right yes (laughs) um so what was that like did you did you ever just like think about going into fashion design or was it always just going to be communication
1: it was always going to be communication (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) ever since I was young I I knew that I've always wanted to work in fashion um but I also, knew that I, yeah. <laughs> I also knew that I didn't want to make clothes. That's just not, I'm not a very like hands-on, like good at, like with my hands, like people who make yeah. it or people who like, I don't know, make stuff with their hands. I always admire because I'm not one of those people. Yeah. And, um, it takes a
0: lot of patience to like make a lot of ugly things before you can make nice things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. And also, like, I'm not very good with measurements, too. Mm. Like, I mean, I still have to do it for graphic design, but like having to measure like, oh, it's just more complicated. So I really yeah. knew that I didn't want to go into fashion design. Um, so fashion communication was the perfect program. Like when I was reading it, um, when I came here, because I had to quickly choose because I was already grade 11 and um I had to like choose because in high school, like your classes were based on like your university path or whatever. Yeah,
0: which is so crazy. If you think about it, you're like 15 and you're like, what do I want to do with my life?
1: (laughs) I know, yeah. And if it's like, if you didn't take like, I don't know, like site, you can't do, I don't know. I feel like it's so limiting.
0: Well, like, yeah, like you, everything builds on each other. Like if you decided not to take art in grade nine, well, now you can't take art in grade 12, which means you can't get into this program or whatever, you know, yeah. like that's like, so it's all based on your like 14 year old decision, which is like it's so much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but so did you apply to a bunch of different programs or were you kind of like Ryerson is the place for me? <laughs>
1: Ryerson was my number one but um I applied to advertising at OCAD and also um the design program at York I remember
0: okay cool and I remember
1: (laughs) I had to do so I had to do an in-person interview for both OCAD and York and I also had to do portfolios I just remember like (laughs) um applying to university was so easy for people who weren't in in, like the arts like they were just like oh just send my grades like just that's it like yeah um, maybe write an essay but I remember I had to have like a checklist of everything because I had like portfolio for your portfolio for OCAD portfolio for Ryerson essay for this essay interview like there's so much going on
0: yeah and it's not like you can use the same portfolio for every um every application too because each one like I applied for fashion communication as well like me and Sadie applied together and um, um, I remember like it was very specific what they wanted yeah. from you. it wasn't just like send us some photos of what you've done so, yeah. it's like so much work and you're still in school at the time while you're applying I feel like 17 year olds need more support <laughs>
1: <laughs> now that I'm thinking about like when you're in it you don't really realize like how much you're going through or like what you're going through but when you look back it's like wow
0: so what was your favorite part of being in fashion communication at Ryerson
1: my favorite part I think just the whole like university experience I know like a lot of people especially if you're creative you're not really usually or like typically people don't like that like very structured like academic theory yeah but I really enjoyed that like understanding and learning about. Like, what really is fashion and how it's so much... I don't know. It's like basically everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, like people kind of, I feel like with people who are, don't really live in a fashion-y world of any kind, kind of think that fashion is like, it's just clothes and it's just like, not, doesn't really matter, whatever. It's like just an aesthetics thing, but it's so much more than that. Like, it's literally like you just said everything. Like it's the, it's like the upholstery on your furniture. It's like the colors you choose. It's like how you present yourself. It's like so much history is built into fashion too it's so cool
1: yeah and like I really like one of my pet peeves is when people like they belittle fashion or like the creative um industry in general like when they say like I remember when I was younger they would say like oh you're so smart like why are you going into fashion like What? What does that mean?
0: Yeah, like, you think everyone in fashion is an idiot? Like, so much that goes into it. Yeah,
1: (laughs) so much. Um, And, like, I, I also hate how, like, people don't realize when they say, like, oh, you're going into fashion, they think everybody wants to be a fashion designer, which is not basic. Fashion is like a multi-billion dollar industry. There's so many jobs. Yeah, you could be very
0: much on the business side of fashion, too. Like, you could be in anything inside the fashion (laughs) industry. Like, that's like if you say you're going into, like, the food industry, if people all assumed you were going to be a farmer. Like, no. (laughs) Like, like that's so Yeah, you
1: could be, like, a fashion lawyer. I've met, like, yeah. I also didn't know that existed, but of course it does. Like, a fashion lawyer, people who, like, represent fashion brands and like intellectual property and stuff yeah
0: yeah well and then when you applied for um the exchange was that just because you wanted to go to Australia or was it because you really liked what the like school was offering in Australia or kind of a mix of both
1: I when I was young I remember because there were like those fashion blogs and stuff I remember following a lot of Australian fashion bloggers um and I just remember just loving Australian fashion. Even up to now, I love Australian fashion. They just do my... Because I feel like it's like really my style where it's it's minimal but different in like different ways. Um, and as you know, I'm a very structured person. So even <laughs> before applying to Ryerson, that was like the main thing. I Like even before I started, I, I was already saving up for my exchange to Australia. Oh, really?
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. So like you already knew you wanted to go in third year when you applied. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. were like planning ahead. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> I wasn't even in university and I was like, I'm going.
0: Wait, didn't you have to do some sort of like internship or something in Australia? We had to do an
1: internship for school, like um, yeah. for a program in general. We had to do 400 hours. and I already like finished mine by that point.
0: So it was, was your internship the one at the Fashion Zone or did you have a different one?
1: I had two. Um, one was at the Fashion Zone because for the summer, um, one summer I worked for them like full time and I just like used that as my internship hours. Yeah. And then the first one was for a brand called People's Product. I don't know if you've heard of them,
0: no. but they're
1: based in Toronto. They were started by two fashion communication students um, who already graduated and they are like a sustainable, ethically made um, fashion label or brand um, that makes all of their clothing in India. Um, and then they sell it here for Northern America,
0: I guess. Cool. Yeah. Do they still are they still around like they're still running? I think they
1: are still running, but I think they're like right now the founders are focusing on other things. Mm-hmm.
0: So we were doing marketing or design for them.
1: I was the social media marketing intern but like there was we were only like three people in the team like the two partners and me so um, like the fashion zone I just like did marketing help event plan and all of that Yeah. yeah
0: I feel like with social media marketing people like I think people are like oh they're just on Instagram they don't do anything but it's like No, actually, usually you're expected to do things kind of all over the company. Yeah. (laughs) Especially with smaller companies. They're just like, oh, can you give us a hand doing this and this? And you're like, I'm not trained in this, but yes, I can help.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Social media marketing, like people, yeah, people think it's super simple, like just posting on Instagram and like, I don't know, building a following. But it's actually so hard. I... I really don't see myself in, like, social media marketing.
0: Like, in a lot of companies, like, in Instagram is, like, their kind of main marketing outreach that they do. So yeah. it's, like, you, it's you a lot is riding on this one person. And it's usually, like, a young woman <laughs> by herself.
1: <laughs> and it's also, like, not just a 9 of You can't just, like, stick to, like, a nine-to-five, like, no. hours. I remember yeah. at the Fashion Zone, we would, like, have events. And um, because I was, like... I was mainly the social media person. I feel like I didn't attend the events because I would be like tweeting what was said, posting stories, taking pictures of like people.
0: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's kind of the sad part about social media. But how I've been feeling recently is like, I feel like I have to share everything or it didn't happen, which is like. Oh really my! <laughs> like, I think I was kind of realizing that more and more. And I was like, that's really sad. Like yesterday I caught myself like this. What happened to me last night? I literally was watching RuPaul with a beer and I was having a nice time by myself. And I was like, this is really nice. And then I like took a picture and I almost posted on my story. And then I was like, hold on. <laughs> no <laughs> one needs to know that I'm watching RuPaul with a beer right now. Like no <laughs> one cares. Number one. Number two, that's just so random to even like, why can't I just enjoy what I'm doing? It's so weird.
1: Yeah. Don't get me started. I could talk about this for hours. I don't know. I just feel I'm having a social media existential crisis right now because I feel like as a creative, it's an integral part of like how we do things now. Like if you don't have an Instagram account, I don't know. I feel like I feel like you're no one in a sense. Yeah. No,
0: and, it, and it's really sad that that's the case. Basically, everyone has to become their own like marketer now. Like you basically yeah. have to be like, hey, everyone, look at my stuff. Look at me. Look at me all the time or no one's ever going to like hear from you. And I don't I don't like that. It's very exhausting. And it takes away from the fun of being creative, doing the actual creative. work. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're doing a painting, you shouldn't be worried about making a reel of you painting. You should just be painting. <laughs> Yeah, like, exactly. You can't just do that anymore.
1: Um, I recently read a book. This is, I think it's why my social media um, <laughs> existential crisis actually started or <laughs> became like more intense. Um, it's called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport.
0: Okay. Do you recommend um, it?
1: I do. Yeah. I learned a lot from the book. He basically was saying how like if you really think about it, the benefits of social media aren't very... Aren't truly valuable. There are a lot of like value to it. Like it gives a lot of people the platform to speak um, and to raise like awareness on different issues or just like around somebody's work. But like people who say, just like everyday people who say, like, oh, I use it to be more like connected to other people. But then you can use that time scrolling on your phone to like have a conversation, like an actual conversation with a friend, or yeah, like be in a room like present with the people you're with
0: yeah also another
1: thing another thing is I feel like with the whole algorithms and stuff um I feel like it's so easy now for people to create the same things I don't know if you've been feeling that lately but lately I've been feeling like everything looks the same in a
0: way Yeah. Well, you get kind of stuck in an echo chamber. Like you see only like, I feel like it's really hard to know what's actually out in the world right now, because anything I follow Instagram only offers me things that look like what I already follow. So I don't even know what the rest of the world looks like. I only know what things I like look like. So like, Mm -hmm. I'm just like in this weird bubble of like things that are like, yellow and flowery and happy <laughs> but like that's not what the world is like yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: yeah. there's actually a th- like an actual like study and like theory behind that it's called the filter bubble of mm-hmm. how like we're just all in our own little algorithmic bubbles
0: yes we are it's true yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of true in real life too, though, if you kind of think about it. Like, I feel like you only see and hear what you want to see and hear and you kind of put yourself in situations where like you, I don't know, like, I mean, it's more yeah. it's more obvious on Instagram, but I feel like in real life, it's kind of true too. <laughs> that's
1: true. Yeah, that's, that's, I never thought of that. Yeah, that's true.
0: Well, and like the people you hang out with are likely similar, like, similar to, you, to you and then yeah. you probably have like similar views and you think everyone has those views and then when you get put in a circle of people that aren't like that you're like what the heck (laughs) (laughs) but then I have like an existential crisis
1: because like I feel like oh maybe I should just like leave like all together but like
0: (laughs) but then you kind of can't pardon (laughs) but you kind of can't like we were saying like you sort of need it it's it's
1: really hard
0: yeah I go through phases of being like should I yeah like exactly should I just delete it like do I need this like why does I need why do I need this but then it's like but then no one will ever see any of the work I'm doing and like how would this podcast even have even one listener if I didn't have social media (laughs) 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 that's also
1: the thing because I also like I love creating and it's annoying too because like like you said earlier of how like it takes um like we don't enjoy the actual activity by itself anymore like it always just has to be like something that's published or promoted like let's say I love making videos um I have a YouTube channel but
0: yes wait what's it called plug it
1: (laughs) oh it's just my name Rian Bautista
0: go subscribe (laughs) (laughs) um shameless vlog I actually love your videos by the way
1: (laughs) I love making videos but I can never and it takes so long to make one video and I just like if I don't publish it or post it I feel like it just goes to like waste even though it doesn't but yeah like you actually
0: enjoyed making it so like why like that should be enough but then you're like yeah if no one sees this then like does it matter or like does it, it almost feels like you should just delete it then if no one sees it? But like that's not <laughs> necessarily true. It's yeah. like you paint a painting and no one sees it. It doesn't mean it's not beautiful. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And it
1: does, it also doesn't mean it's not valuable, like you became like a better painter because of that painting. Because of it,
0: like, yeah. And maybe you learned whatever. a new editing technique from making this video you made or whatever. Yeah. Just like
1: I feel like in general, like not just with creative stuff, but like with life I feel like with when we post like stories and stuff we kind of make these moments like disposable they're only good in the 24 hours that people can see them
0: oh that's so depressing (laughs) I know I didn't think of it that way so I have yeah. like an obsession with where like maybe oh maybe I did kind of subconsciously think of it that way because whenever I post a story literally like nine out of ten stories I post I will save to a highlight that's why I have like a hundred highlights because I can't <laughs> I don't want them to disappear <laughs> so, which is funny because like I may as well just post the photo then because it's <laughs> but like but yeah I like I am like a I have like a fear of losing things or like losing memories or like forgetting stuff. So yeah, like I'm like such a, like, I'm like a hoarder of memories. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. That's actually really
1: funny. Um, my friend and I were talking about um, like, cause she never deletes her photos. Um, what I do Either. is I transfer them off my phone to my hard drive, like every year. So yeah. it's always like starting fresh, but she never deletes it. She just has it um, backed up on iCloud. And then I was watching this video of this, um, he's a journalist named Johnny Harris, and how he said to remember your life is to delete photos. (laughs) And I sent the video to her, and then she was like, how is that possible? But basically what Johnny said was, when we take like a bunch of pictures, like studies have shown that like, um, we remember more of like that visual like what the visual looks like but we forget like other sensory like the feeling or the information smell yeah around.
0: yeah
1: um and it also makes sense when you take a bunch of photos you just kind of forget about it
0: so yeah. what he does is
1: he deletes like most of his photos and just keeps like the most special ones the like memories that he wants to remember it's yeah. always a good video. I'll send it to you, actually. yeah.
0: Okay. I mean, yeah. I like that idea, but that also, like, makes me stressed because I don't want to delete anything. <laughs> I'm like, I can't, I, I'm i a little bit of a hoarder. Like, my room looks organized, but there's a lot of stuff. And if you open any of the drawers, they're, like, stuffed to the brim with, like, memories. <laughs> so it's like, I can't, I like the idea of minimalism, but I can't actually make myself so do it. <laughs>
1: I feel like I feel like I'm kind of in the middle I still have a lot of stuff but I don't like like having a lot of things (laughs) like my friends I always laugh at my friends um because I'm not I'm I'm not a big beauty person I enjoy it but like I um I'm just not really good at makeup
0: yeah same and I,
1: (laughs) I always ask my friends why do you need two kinds of blushes or like two like they always have like multiple things of like eyeshadows or blushes or like highlights and I know it's like different like colors and stuff but
0: some are like very similar yeah I I don't like that you're you're like have you seen Devil Wears Prada yeah you know the scene where um the main girl like Andy she's like they ask her which like blue belt is better and she's like they look the same (laughs) that's you. you're like I don't know why you need different ones of this and any makeup blogger would be like Rian no they're completely they're different, different. <laughs> but
1: then that's me that's me with shoes True. I'm like I have so many like different black boots because they're all different yeah see, so <laughs> you my get mom, it like they're all the same <laughs> yeah
0: oh the shoes made me think of you had your your thesis project with your um with your shoes that you designed was so cool. Oh, so thank actually, you! Like learned how to make shoes, right?
1: Yeah, well, a, kind of a little bit. Um, like an easier way to make shoes, I think. Yeah. Um, so for my thesis, I mean, like a shoe collection based on mm-hmm. basically the theme was trying to make Filipino like traditional shoes called bakya into more like fashionable. Um, not more fashionable, but into
0: like a modernized version yeah like a
1: modernized like collection
0: yeah
1: um so I went to a shoe like school in Toronto but she actually moved like outside of Toronto um called shoe academy um and I made clothes yeah but it it was quite like an easy it's not like actually making shoes because when you make shoes it's like a whole process of like I don't know different mine were just clogged so it was just basically like a wood wooden thing and then I just had to like glue the parts on
0: right and they were kind of those shoes you designed were sort of like I don't know the right word for it but like they were they made of like straw kind of like that's what they (laughs) sort of looked like yeah
1: yeah they were made of like um Oh well, I don't know if the Philipp- oh, the English translation but it's called banig it's like a yeah like sort of like straw but a yeah. different kind
0: yeah where where can people like see pictures of them because they are so beautiful I I think I commented on like everything you posted about them so I was <laughs> like yeah, I'm so impressed with this um is <laughs> yeah. it on your website if people want to see it
1: yeah it's on my portfolio website um just renmotisa.com right, um
0: right.
1: and then I also posted like everything not everything like the creative part of my thesis so you can see like the branding and all of that like the lookbook that I made yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: oh it was so cool like it looked so professional like I was anyway I was like sitting at home being like yes (laughs) (laughs) thank you I
1: was so happy I that was one of the like projects that I was really happy that I'm was like ahead and like very structured because after like a week after my photo shoot or something that's when like COVID all like hit
0: oh so it's perfect timing that you yeah thank goodness
1: I I feel so bad because a lot of people from my program were like planning like big things um but then when COVID hit they just had to like minimize their projects
0: yeah because a lot of people were supposed to do like an installation or like a runway and like none of them could do any of that oh that's yeah so bad. we kind of skipped over your vlogging a little bit so like what did you just start doing I feel like you started doing that within like, the last year or two right
1: mm-hmm. um I started it was my quarantine hobby <laughs> <laughs> I started um before I started YouTube I just like practiced making videos like um around the house, or I made a Mother's Day video for my mom. Aww. And I really, I really enjoyed making videos. So in this summer, like eight months ago, last year, um, I started a YouTube channel. <laughs> and so it's been fun. fun. Yeah, I
0: feel like, like, again, like you're very good at making things like very simple, but like very polished. Like, it's not like, oh, she just slapped together this video. Like the simplicity of it makes it actually look better like I feel like videos you. look so official like I watch I watched them whenever I remember to go to your YouTube channel and like I don't know they look like you could be paid to do them like they're very good <laughs> that's so nice uh, that's so nice <laughs> I really love like
1: simplicity that's one of like my design or creative art philosophies or I don't yeah. know styles yeah yeah I just I'm more of like a Like I said, like minimalist and a maximalist. Yeah, no, for
0: sure. I mean, we can tell from your background. (laughs) Literally just white.
1: (laughs) I know. I mean, the other parts of my room are more colorful, but it's kind of messy right now. So I was like, let's just stay with this. (laughs) Let's add some greenery. Oh, here's my plant. (laughs) The thing is I also, like, I love color. I don't know, but when I look at the clothes I wear, they're mostly like black white, blue. I'm trying to get into more color because right. like color makes me happy. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, you can even add like color just with little things like headscarves or like earrings and mm-hmm. stuff. And like, yeah, I don't know. You don't yeah. have to go completely out of your comfort zone. Are you, do you have like a specific era of fashion that like inspires you? I feel like most people identify with like a decade kind of. Um, That's a really good question. I,
1: I don't think so for me I don't have like a specific I do love like the clean like lines of like the 60s like the more preppy yeah look um which is coming back in fashion which I'm really excited me too the
0: 60s is my favorite (laughs) for sure
1: I mean they're like funky prints and stuff but like those like clean like a-line like skirts and um yeah I just love that yeah
0: totally and like pencil suits and like I don't know yeah I oh yeah the 60s is definitely my favorite and like very mod like makeup I want to learn how to do that so badly like twiggy twiggy makeup I really yeah. want to try to learn to do that but like you said <laughs> I have no idea what to do with makeup so I have like one <laughs> mascara one blush and like foundation and then that's all I know
1: <laughs> but hey that's like that's like what's like trending now or I guess the style People are more, like, paired back with their makeup, I noticed.
0: True, like, less yeah. contouring, less stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. True. true. So, well, then we're in. We're, we're in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're on trend, by accident. You're saying that um, your vlogging was your, like, quarantine hobby. Um, what else kind of, like, did you not like learn or like whatever during like the pandemic, but I feel like everyone's experience has been similar, but also very different. Like mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's feelings throughout it have been different. How do you, I don't know, how's the last year been for you?
1: Um, I agree with like how everyone, it's like this, we're all going through something. Like we all feel the same, but also in different ways. Yeah. I, I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. Um, the first lockdown for me, honestly was heaven I'm such an introvert I, I it was like <laughs> it was so just blissful I I love spending time by myself um and then I I have quite a lot of siblings too so I didn't really feel quite lonely um you
0: were living with them at home mm-hmm. yeah thanks yeah. nice.
1: and yeah I feel like the first lockdown I was just very like in my own space and I also feel like because it was when I graduated, it gave me the time and space to like figure out what's next for me. And I feel like not a lot of people get that when like regular normal life is happening. so
0: busy. Yeah. Like you don't get that space to just like sit there and actually like think about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also the kind of person who like, I don't usually just like sit there and think about it. Like I'm always like, let's go let's do it yeah um, so it was really nice um I also started meditating I think that's a big thing too Ooh.
0: um
1: I started meditating in the first lockdown and that really helped do you still but do then, it now oh yeah I do it now um I try to do it like at least three times a week um but I try also tried to do like no pressure like sometimes I just like sit on my floor and just like not do anything oh I like that <laughs> yeah that
0: sounds like um, nice.
1: But then I feel like slowly, I mean, the first lockdown was blissful. And then, I don't know, right now I'm just kind of like feeling like it's like dragging on. Yeah. And I'm starting to outgrow that like time and space <laughs> of figuring out. And now I just want to like do stuff.
0: Yeah, well, because now you've had a year to like really think and plan and meditate. (laughs) And now it's like, okay, now I want to use all that thinking and planning and meditating out in the world, but like I can't. (laughs) Yeah. Like feels like you're almost like spinning your tires in the mud, you know, which like is such a frustrating feeling for like I think, yeah, like we're both very much like doers. Like I think we both like having a plan and doing stuff. And like if you don't like maybe for people who like to just relax, this is kind of nice, but like it's not <laughs> nice anymore. I'm bored. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> like,
0: like, yeah. I feel like it was
1: worse at the winter, maybe because it was the winter. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, it just feels like like I'm outgrowing, yeah, that space. And like I yeah. just want to like
0: let's go let's do this yeah Yeah. well so what's your like for let's do this what would be your thing that you're like really wanting to do that you can't do right now
1: that's also a very interesting question (laughs) because I I don't know it's just a feeling that I have yeah um well I think one of the things is I would love like right now I live with my parents um I would love to move out and like I don't know, find, like, my ways as my own person. Yeah. Um. But just right now, because, like, we're all working from home, it doesn't make sense for me to rent out a place and, like, be by myself, like, away from my family.
0: Exactly. And I don't
1: need to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, it's such really a weird
0: bad. time for, like, growing up. <laughs> like, not yeah. that we're not grown up, but, like, this would be the time when we would be either, like, traveling after graduation or moving out or, like, moving in with friends or, like, doing all that stuff and like none of that is really possible right now so we're kind of just like weird baby adults <laughs> like <laughs> you know like we don't really that. get to do the adulting yet because there's no there's nowhere to exactly. do it like yeah. I, I totally feel that I feel like this
1: year it might I mean it might happen like moving out
0: yeah yeah no definitely mm-hmm. well and like you've been working full-time for tiki's for like a bunch of months now so I see yeah. like yeah, like you're kind of set up for, like, moving out and whatever because you're like adulting in other ways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hope so. That reassures me. Thank
0: you. <laughs> do you work from home all the time. Yeah,
1: like oh. I've only been to the office like three times, and it's only for ever? like. Ever. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's oh
1: funny. wait, oh wait. Do you mean like with tiki's or like ever in my life with
0: tiki's? Like oh yeah, you with tiki's, yeah. Wow. So, like, do you know anyone at the office at all?
1: (laughs) I know them virtually.
0: It's so sad. I know.
1: And every time I see them, it's like, I I know you. But, like, we haven't really, like, seen each other. It's like a weird
0: online friendship. Like, you're like, I know so much about you. And, like, we get along over the camera. But as soon as you get in contact, like, in person, you're like, should we reintroduce ourselves? (laughs) 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 It's so weird all the
1: whole virtual thing too is not very helpful because I'm I'm like naturally a more quiet person so it's hard for me especially like in meetings and stuff it's really hard for me to be like unmute like
0: hi guys right <laughs> you kind of have you? to be like hello like you really have to grab the attention in a zoom meeting because it's not like in person you can kind of like insert yourself in a physical way, not like like
1: you're, I don't know, like the body language of you being like friendly. It's not there. It can't
0: be there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like it, even on a zoom call, if you like lean forward, that doesn't necessarily look more friendly. It looks weird, (laughs) but like in a person that would look like you're like invested or like, you know, or open, but like, (laughs) like,
1: just be be more like expressive in like my zoom calls. On
0: zoom calls, you're like, oh, hi, hello there. (laughs) Everyone's like, what's, I'm friendly, (laughs) which like just that ends up making you look kind of crazy.
1: (laughs) And I also don't, don't you feel like will forget how to like act in person like sometimes (laughs) when I'm going out now I feel like it's so hard for me to put outfits together I don't know that may be like superficial but it's so hard for me to get dressed it's I feel like I'm out of practice like I'm rusty
0: Yeah, literally, my cousin sent me a thing that was like, she was like, I almost bought this book because I think I need it. And the title of the book was like, um, socializing 101 for children. (laughs) And she was like, I almost bought this because I think I need it. I was like, yeah, me too.
1: One of my lifelong dreams is my favorite animals are killer whales. Um, And they have them in like Victoria, BC. And I'm just like, I want to see them.
0: They're so magical. Like, have you ever been to BC at all?
1: I no, I haven't been to BC. I've only been to like Calgary and Banff.
0: Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, well, yes, you need to go see the orcas. Oh my god. That definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh my I, god.
1: Just thinking about it, it's just like, oh, I might cry.
0: Why <laughs> <laughs> are they your favorite? Just because they're so beautiful.
1: They're so uh, I just love them so much. They're so beautiful. And I just love how like they're like gentle giants. Mm-hmm. And, Yeah. And I also I read a whole book about them and just the way that they live of being like a matriarch and like really being like social animals. I just I just love them. Yeah. Do you
0: have any pets (laughs) at home or are you not a pet family?
1: We are a pet family, except for the major decision maker, which is my parents, my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we, We all want like a dog or a cat um but because my mom says she has too many pets now aka us um she doesn't oh, she to calls you one.
0: guys pets <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> she's like I have a lot of pets I don't need one more <laughs>
0: yeah. how many siblings um, do you guys
1: do you have I have <laughs> three biological siblings so there's four of us and yeah. then two step siblings but I live with right now I'm living with four okay um but i usually live with five uh, my sister she she went to the philippines last like march like march um and she got stuck there so she's still there
0: oh my gosh did she like how long was she supposed to be there for
1: two weeks
0: <laughs> oh my god and now it's been a year yeah
1: well she's living her life um and yeah she's she really loves it there so
0: okay well so it was a happy accident sort of yeah <laughs> we had, yeah we had a very full house with the four kids but then we still had like a million pets so <laughs> oh my parents couldn't stop us we would literally bring animals into the house and be like it's here you can't it <laughs>
1: like, what are we gonna do maybe we yeah, should do that yeah what just are you gonna bring do? bring a You're dog gonna... home one day and just be like what are we gonna do
0: the one time we um uh, my parents went on a trip to Portugal, and for their anniversary or something. And um, my grandparents were taking care of us, and me and two of my older sisters had had like a really bad day. And so we were like, "Let's go to the pet store and just like look at the look look at the kittens and just have a nice time." And my sister was old enough, like she was like. 18 or 19 so she was old enough that she could like sign off on an adoption so we adopted a cat while my parents were away and we brought it home and like we were so happy and my grandparents like couldn't do anything about it because they were like well I don't know what to do (laughs) and then um yeah my parents came home and there was just this new creature in the house and they were like we were already bonded to it because it'd been two weeks and they were like well we can't get rid of it but he ended up being the best cat we ever had. So they, Aww. like a week later, there was like a photo of my dad on the ground, like cuddling the kitten. So, <laughs> so they were happy with the they cat. Were, yeah. Well, they were they were mad, and then they quickly quickly they crumbled. <laughs> I would
1: love to get like a re either like a really big dog. A dream dog is like a um, Alaskan Malamute. Have you heard of them? Yes. They're like super big. Yeah. I want
0: one. They're beautiful.
1: Um, yeah. Um, but more realistically, I would get like an English bulldog or something. Oh,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. I really want a French bulldog and I want to name it Stitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you have any like podcast recommendations? I feel like I am just such a podcast listener right now and I'm always looking for new ones. So I figure other people probably are, too. Do you have any that you're listening to?
1: Um, I really like ologies. I've heard yes,
0: my sister listens to that all the time. <laughs> it's so fun. And
1: you yeah. learn so much um, yeah. from her episodes. So I really like the podcast Ologies. And this is super like out of brand or out of character. But I also like um, Tiny Meat Gang by Cody Ko and Noelle Miller.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do they talk about? I know who they are, but what's their podcast about?
1: It's just super, it's not stupid stuff, but it's stupid like bro
0: Bro, (laughs) well, maybe that's just your like bro outlet so that the rest of your life can be bro free. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, yeah, maybe that's true. Do you have any podcast recommendations? Um, I mostly listen to my favorite murder, which I talk about like way too much to anyone that knows me like my favorite murder. <laughs> I'll probably bring it up like two or three times a day. Um, but it's like two comedian ladies. They're both like in their like 40s and 50s. So like, I just really like when older people like find success later in life. Like, I think that's just like so exciting and like gives everyone hope for not being like, like you don't have to be 16 and like some yeah. rising star, like you can yeah. be 50 and find your calling later in life or you can have like a different career or whatever. So like they were both comedians and like pers- video, uh, sorry, uh, TV personalities, like in their previous careers. And then they both just like really like true crime. So then they just decided to start a true crime podcast together as like middle-aged women. And <laughs> it's just like so fun. And they always talk about mental health and like, it's just, like literally, it feels like I'm hanging out with my like best friends every time I listen yeah, to it. I think another one I really liked is um, for like small business people or like any sort of creative, I would say listen to, um, I think it's called The Collage Creative um, by mm. Amy Smalls. She's like a, she owns her own yarn company. Um, Her podcast is all yeah. about like, just like small business owners overcoming adversities so, and like just like really inspiring small business stories. So that one's really good. <laughs> oh, cool that's so yeah. cool I was supposed to host an episode yesterday and I didn't because I was in one of those moods where I was like I just really want to be with my family and I don't want to have to like be on my computer for hours editing so I just like didn't and I feel like that's okay
1: <laughs> yeah lately I've been having a lot of those yeah. and that's okay <laughs> yeah
0: like yeah I don't know like if it's a beautiful day outside maybe go out and enjoy it don't do you don't have to get everything done on your
1: computer. Okay. yeah
0: whatever.
1: Yeah. 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 And it's a beautiful day outside today. It so. is.
0: Maybe we should both go for a walk after this. That would. Be yeah. Better. Yeah. Anyone who's listening when this gets posted, go for a walk. You <laughs> have <laughs> great
1: creativity, I heard.
0: It That's, is. It yeah. definitely is. I always feel way better after a walk. Yeah, me too. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so, so much for being on here, Rian. I'm sorry I asked you so many months ago and now you're finally on Oh, it. it's okay. It's
1: okay. <laughs> Take your time. Yeah.
0: Because I think I wanted to start it in September when I first asked you. And then that was like literally the week of my breakup. Oh. <laughs> so I ended up postponing and starting it in January. So. That's we're, okay. We're here now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it's cool. I'm really happy that you started the podcast and thank you for having me. Yeah. Okay. Well, happy Sunday.
0: You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Make sure to follow on Instagram and TikTok at hey, hi, who are you dot pod to stay up to date on new guests and new episodes.